Welcome to the Sooner Surge, a podcast from SurgeSportsNetwork.com. Here is the entire Sooner Surge team. Brody, Hunter, Jason, Jackson, Jeremy, and Traber. He tells it like it is, and I'm going to tell you like it is right now. What's up, Sooner fans? Welcome back to the Sooner Surge, our post-game, post-spring game edition on a Monday. Uh, all of us are back from Norman, Oklahoma on a really cold and chilly day there, uh, but we got a lot to talk about. So let's get started, guys. Yeah, well, give me your thoughts, man. Yeah, uh, really disappointing on... We left a little early because it was very cold, and we thought it was uh, the end of the day for uh, Jackson Arnold, Dylan Gabriel, and all the starters, ones and twos, and we saw uh, Davis Beevil uh, trot out there, and then we saw Booty get some action. Uh, so we left, miss a epic game-tying drive from Jackson Arnold, and the defense comes out with the win for after a drop pass on the two-point conversion. Yeah, well, yeah, we want to make the jokes about Bevel, but he actually had a pretty solid spring game. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. But the drop pass, I mean, that feels like it's been kind of a big story for Jaden Gibson with the drops. But, uh, you know, got to get that cleaned up. Um, but uh, overall, I thought it was a solid spring game uh, with the whole Kyler stuff. Thought that was cool. BV uh, talked. I think me and Hunter or all of us, uh, when BV started talking, we were like over under seven minutes because the timer had. I think it was seven or twelve. Yeah, it might have been 12. seven on the clock. Seven, seven on the clock. clock, and BV went way over. Yeah, I videoed the whole thing. It was like ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. I got great commentary, by the way, from uh, Jason. Uh, Jason making some uh, idiotic comments. Uh, him and Jeremy going. What did, I, back say? And what did uh, I say? Jeremy made the pointed out that he didn't reference Moser, and then Jason. I don't even remember what you were saying, but I'm just like. I didn't want to say anything because people can hear me in the video. Well, it was kind of funny that he didn't mention the boys yeah. basketball team. But he hey, mentioned the teams that were doing really good and, right now. Hey, I mean, you, you know what the best part of that whole thing was? When he the, called out yeah, Lincoln Riley, said, basically. Hey, uh, Oklahoma State fans are confused. They think it's about them. I don't understand that. There's all that Twitter this week. I'm like, why are they thinking OU's talking about them? OU doesn't exactly, like, Yeah. It was directly it, at USC. It was obvious from the moment he said it. Well, and for anyone that didn't hear exactly what BV said, he said, for those naysayers who say that spring game attendance doesn't matter, it's because they have a program that doesn't. Yeah, that's pretty – coming from BV, it was a little shocking. That doesn't usually fit his M.O. Uh, maybe taking oh, shots at that. Do you not remember the days as a defensive coordinator? What days, Jay? When he was at OU, he said plenty of stuff. Was, I'm talking about how he against other programs, though. That doesn't really fit his MO, I'm saying. Hey, I, I thought it was very interesting that they were almost able to sack Davis Bevel often. Anyone yeah. else? Arnold goes for a 55-yard scamper. And by the way, guys, for people who say, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, he was leaving people. Okay? He knows how to run the zone read. He was leaving people. But someone touched him, so it got called back. Dude, they almost ripped Bevel's helmet off. Yeah. Whistle wasn't oh. blowing. If that was any other quarterback, they would probably still be running gassers right now. For uh, Well, also, to be fair, we saw what happened to Jackson whenever he had to go with the second string offensive line. And not that Davis Bevel could have done any better with the first team line, but the second and third team's offensive line for what they had were not very impressive. And yeah. also, I, I think the largest takeaway from this game is that Peyton Bowen – Oh my gosh. He may he's the second best safety on this team right now. And he's a true freshman and he's only practiced for like seven or eight times. Yeah, he was at his problem a week ago. The few things I took away from this is it's my first spring game in three years, okay? But I have not been to a spring game since as far as seeing five star defensive talent since <coughs> Jay, you've never been to a spring game back then. You probably, have? probably 2010, Gerald, or 2008 or nine, around those years. Went they had five, a spring game those years. Yeah, they had five star defensive talent there, and it makes a difference. PJ Adebare mm. is 
he's going to be unreal. I well, mean, and, he's going to be. And unreal. We saw him when he was going in the stadium. I mean, I don't know if you guys seen it on Twitter, but Traver he got a picture with Arnold and Bowen. But then when you see PJ, uh, I think they they changed the pronunciation. It's Adaba. I, I still can't get it right. I, I need to re, I need to like replay that ten second clip from Toby I, a thousand I, times. I think it's Adabawara. Yeah, Adabawara. That's, that's it. Adabawara. It's something like that. But PJ, I mean, the dude, he like you look at him just rolling up. He was rolling up in, on a scooter. You, I mean, that dude has the NFL body, and he's a freshman who's only been there for what? I mean, a couple months already. We can't hear him. Jeremy, we can't, we can't hear you. He does it every time he meets every, himself. Jeremy, we can't hear you. No, we, <laughs> we can't hear you. He does this every time, viewers. Sorry about that. It's literally every time. I mean, uh, you know, speaking, we talked about PJ has that size. Another guy that when you look at him, you're like, wow, that's the Samakula. I mean, when you see it yeah. on TV, it's like, okay. But when you're sitting there and he's out there, I mean, that dude is – I mean, yeah, he's standing next to him. Uh, he's well, not. well. Also, as you guys know, that I actually got a photo with with Desan McCullough, and I came back. I don't remember which one of you guys. It may have been Hunter that I said, "Holy crap, that dude's huge!" Yeah, like just the size. Now that this team has really that Brent Animals has bought in or brought in, like Justin Harrington, Desan McCullough, BJ Adabore, Derek. He almost. I mean, just it's SEC type defensive players that they're bringing in. Well, McCullough almost looked like a a power forward in basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's big dude, and which is crazy. Guy, he's only like six five, so he's. Uh, I know. He's part but of being. Like, another guy that I think from last year looked different to me, R. Mason Thomas. Yeah, he I mean a lot like, bigger. He looks bigger, a lot bigger upper body. Even, you know, thicker, I mean, legs. I mean, I think he's – and he made an impact when he was in there. Yeah. But he, you look at the defensive line in, in general, the the front seven. They, I mean, I know it's a spring game. I get it. But he baby went off, Grayson Halton. Grayson Halton had a great spring game. Great spring game. And you look between him, Trace Ford, Bothroyd, you know, you got Coe, Stripling had a good spring. I mean, the, the front seven to me looks like it's going to be so much more – improved yeah and it's almost difficult to, to take stuff away from the front seven in a sense because they're playing against that uh yeah. shift offensive line but i mean yeah our mason thomas does look bigger i think when you you have our mason on one end and pj on the other that's that's gonna be crazy and then bothroyd uh he you look at him and you're almost not like okay is that our best defensive end but i mean you watch him play and he definitely is that um but yeah jeremy did you have something you were gonna say before yeah i was someone uh phone call came in and every time it does it does that? Do not know, disturb. There's a button on your phone. I couldn't find it. I looked. Hey, oh actually, Bothroyd. Bothroyd looks the part, buddy. Like his size is. What I was saying about PJ is, his body. He could put on a lot more weight. His frame can handle it. Like he's not like at at a point where he's not going to be able to add more weight. He's going to add more weight and even get his physique's going to get better. But obviously, the guys that stood out physically. Okay, it was McCollum for sure. I mean, his physicality, his body stood out. But I have to ask Jackson, you said Bowen's obviously the second best safety. I'm assuming you're saying behind Bowman. Yeah, behind Bowman. Uh, but uh, I, I, what I can – and Key Lawrence got to start. But listen, what I can see happening this year is Pearson playing a lot on rundowns and Bowen playing on pass-heavy downs. Yeah. Uh, uh, something I can really see happening. I was very impressed with Pearson, guys. That yeah. was especially on the run game. Well, yeah. experienced safety who can well, make a difference right well, away. I mean, he's that guy. I, to me, he's kind of the guy that Key Lawrence is supposed to be. The guy that can come down, make the run fits, and is a great tackler. And Key Lawrence may lose his. He may lose time, guys. He's the guy that's going to be left out. I'm, I'm afraid. I think he'll play a lot, but he's just got to be more consistent. That's yeah. been the story with but him for a long time. We also time. have Robert Spears. Robert Jennings, Spears Jennings is going to come back. He'll make an impact. I promise you that. But I mean, with Pearson, let me, yeah. Let me ask you guys this: Do you think they're going to, when they get in the meat of their season, is this something that Venable? Can you see Venables maybe? Just rotating through a lot of guys yes. consistently. Yeah, and or I'll tell do you think he's going to stick with his dogs? No, I think he's going to. He wanted to play more rotation last year, remember? And here's he's what I can have the depth last year to do. Yeah, it. 
what I can see happening is they got some interchangeable parts for different, you know, formations and stuff. Because you got a guy like McCullough, who who they played him a little bit with Harrington the other day. Because they put Harrington at safety. Yeah, they they got so much. You know, you can have McCullough off the edge as a rusher. But back to PJ Atabari real quick. To me, he is going to be the highest drafted defensive end ever to come out of OU. I think he might go number one. I mean, he's the, he's going to be that good, yeah, guys. I saw that Will Anderson comp today. Uh, yeah, he's going to be that good. There's no doubt about it. Well, I, I mean, mean, bull well, rushing. I mean, who was he bull rushing? Uh, it was uh, – I think Caden Green was one of them. Just, just yeah. mauled over. It was, it was Caden Green and Savion Bird. Yeah, it was a double team, and he went right – I mean, if he was able to actually hit the quarterback, he was going to get there 100%. It was, and it was a double team. He busted through it. That really impressed me. And, and CJ, his brother, his brother's going to be a first-round pick on Thursday. Oh, and yeah. before the combine, his brother was like – it was almost like he's PJ's brother because PJ was such a highly touted yeah. recruit. So, PJ's potential is just through the roof. Yeah, sure. Jackson, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, it's just like you guys talked about his frame. I think by next year around this time, we'll be talking about him, he'll be up to 260, 265. And, I mean, obviously, he'll weigh – 30 pounds more of all muscle, most likely. But the dude will look nearly the same just due to his frame. <laughs> like, he, who is who is there even any NFL defensive lineman comp for him with just his length? He reminds me a lot of Thibodeau. At OU? Kayvon Thibodeau from No, Oregon. from Oregon. Oh, yeah. from Oregon? With the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking Kersey. Yvonne Curse. Uh, I don't think he's as thick as him, but not yet. But he's a 18 year old kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's gonna be there. Hey, what about what y'all years? think? I mean, I'm not even sure if he's 18 yet. What y'all think about the uh, Josiah Wagner getting a start? And, and that's what I was getting ready to get to. We're talking about Peyton Bowen, PJ out of Bahore. They're both five stars, but the starting uh, person on the defense was Josiah Wagner. I mean. I think it'll be him or Gentry Williams for that starting corner spot. And he played pretty well. I was honestly pretty impressed with what Wagner did. I think him and Woody is a pretty good combo. And, I, yeah, I was impressed. With Kendall Dolby, um, not the same. You know, I wasn't really too impressed with what he did. But Josiah Wagner, certainly I liked what I saw. That's yeah, sure. And I've been as high on Wagner as anyone. And you guys know this. I've said it. I think I'm. I mean, I've been saying I'm, my next jersey is going to be Josiah Wagner. I think that dude just brings it. He just like Jay Jay Valai, He's called him a pit bull. Has that mentality. And if you can have like if your four corners next year are Dolby Washington Wagner and Gen, and Gentry Williams, and you feel confident about, about all four of them, there's no reason why they can't all be super great and productive. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. We've had some decent corners in years past that have made the NFL, but the problem is if you don't have a pass rush, I don't care who you are, you're not covering these receivers. Well, okay? that, that to me right. is the problem at OU is they haven't had the rush. And you have a guy one-on-one sometimes against a, a really good receiver, it's just too hard to cover that long. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they would have good coverage and they couldn't make a play, which is what we saw from Peyton Bowen is he made a play on the ball Great the, the bone one wasn't even a bad throw by DG. It was, it was underthrown. It was a little underthrown. I don't know. A little, but not perfect, much. Perfect technique. No one's going to go over Bowen and get a ball. Okay? He's going to be in the position. He's actually going to make the plays. But, Jay, you bring up a great point with the pass rush. And I was just sitting here thinking with Venable's aggressive coaching style. You got Pearson, right? I mean, Pearson can have a safety blitz. I mean, that guy blitzing. There's so many guys right now that you say, wow, if you blitz this dude, they're going to get the quarterback. And then you got Bothroyd on the end who we – it's not like we, – we're we not wondering if he can get a pass rush. He's played in a Power 5 conference and easily got a pass rush and got sacks. So he's a proven commodity. Grayson Halton, I think, is going to be good this year in the middle. And then Jordan Kelly had a pretty good spring game, but – there's, you know, we haven't mentioned some guys, but I think the ability to get to the quarterback is going to be much more noticeable. And the stripling thing is interesting to me because I know we had heard maybe that, you know, where is he going to fit? And he comes out there and he's the starter. I was a little shocked by that. He, he didn't start. That was the second thing that went out there. But you did mention it. You said get guys That's getting right. the quarterback. First team defense's first play, they blitzed Justin Harrington and he bats down the ball. 
uh, you know, he, he's the type of guy that you can blitz too, and he can get to the quarterback. Yeah. And speaking of getting to the quarterback, you talk about the defensive line that's had a great game, but the guy that had the most impressive game was Kip Lewis. That dude was all over the field. And you know, he's only at 203 pounds right now, but if that kid, if he can find a way to get up to 215 to 220, I wouldn't be shocked if he sees some snaps this year. Oh, he's the overall linebacker in general is, oh yeah, to me, so much better than last year. I know we haven't seen any games, and I'm not talking about whether or not, as far as reading defenses, it's just their athletic ability and, and their, you know, just their talent is to me is so much better. And you got to feel good about it with uh, Stutzman yeah. and Kanick as your starters, and then you have uh, McKenzie and Lewis, and then BV press conference. I mean, he's raving about Lewis Carter, who's not even on campus. So they're just adding even more. Uh, just depth to that linebacker room, and uh, maybe they put Deshaun McCool at linebacker a little bit too. I mean, there's just multiple options with this team, and got to feel good about it, uh, especially like Kip Lewis. I mean, he was everywhere on the field. How cool was it to Stutzman to get his name yeah. on the pregame video? You know, that I mean, was an interesting one. I was did not expect to hear. I was shocked. Pause uh, and then Stutzman. They listed. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Stutzman. Someone year. put on an article. Someone talked about. Maybe the clear-cut leader on this team is Stutzman. But, I mean, outside of him on the defense, he's definitely the vocal leader, right, the most vocal guy. And if you look at everyone he's playing outside of guys like Kelly and Coey, he's really the most experienced guy on that defense. I mean, Key Lawrence has been there. Woody Washington, I think, is going to be a leader. Woody Washington is going to be a leader. Harrington's a leader from everything that BV, McCullough, all of them, they – They've all said Justin Harrington is the leader on the defense. They've said Key Lawrence has stepped up and been a more vocal uh, voice this year. Yeah. Well, also, a guy that led a lot over these last two years is a guy that's actually transferred right now in Jaden Davis. And Jaden Rowe talked about that, how they're going to really going to miss Jaden Davis because of the leadership skills he brought. But now it's time for someone else to step up, just like Brent Venables has talked about. You've got to build the culture every year you have to start, start over five, you have that foundation, but you have to build up on it. This year in the summer, who's going to step up? Who's going to be that leader? And we've, and we've even heard that P.J. Adabora, however you say it now, the new pronunciation. That kid, we've heard he's done it. He's been committed, and I've heard he's been one of the leaders in the defensive line room, and he's only a true freshman. Hey, hey. when, when uh, I, as coaching, you know, I've coached for a few years on uh, different sports, but when your best player is your best leader – that's that's where you want to be. And I'm not taking a shot, Jackson, at your, your guy. But when what? Justin Broyles when Justin Broyles is the best leader, but maybe he's not the best player, it does make a difference. And I think having guys who are leading and dominant on the field, it's gonna speak volumes moving forward. Hey. Let's switch over to offense. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Because we got – first, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Yeah. Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Arnold. Uh, Hunter, start with you. Thoughts? Uh, We thought Dylan Gabriel improved. Uh, He's still going to be the starter. That's not a question. Uh, Dylan Gabriel will be starting game one with how the spring went. But it was still the same Dylan Gabriel. Uh, He's still the guy that – He's not going to win you a game. Not saying he's going to necessarily lose you the game either, but we saw it last year five times. We lost by one possession all five times. It was because Dylan Gabriel could not go out and win the game. Uh, Jackson Arnold, when he's with the ones, uh, looks great. Uh, he looked great. Uh, Jackson, what what do you disagree about that? That's not wrong. Oh, you just said that all five or four of the one-score losses last year were on Dylan Gabriel. I'm not even going to talk about it. I said he couldn't win us the game. Well, unfortunately, he, there was three three games in which there was a majority of passes that were dropped for touchdowns. We don't. Hey, we don't need that rehash last year. But defense guys, but, I, but it is correct what he's saying. You would think some of those plays Saturday, guys, you've got to make. I mean, you got to well, throw better balls than he was throwing. I thought DG did look a little bit better in the run. He looked faster. That's yeah, what I was running. Thinking. He looked a lot he looked, better. He's yeah. never had any issue running the ball. He just did it last year after the concussions. But honestly, I thought DG was solid. He he didn't have a great first quarter. Second quarter, he comes back and he throws three touchdowns. He's eleven for seventeen for, 
I think like 100 and something yards or something like that. But he was yeah. solid. I'm not, here's but the Brody, deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Here's the deal. Dylan Gabriel, we know what he is, okay? We know it. I mean, yeah. just look at his career stats. It's, it's very similar every year. We know what you're going to get from him. But with Arnold there, here's the difference. If he makes these deep balls, and we've seen guys wide open under Levy's offense going deep. Last year we saw drops from him, but we also saw wide open in him trying to make a perfect pass and overthrowing it instead of just getting it to him. Okay? We have a guy that just transferred over that runs faster than Tyreek Hill pretty much. Yeah. Okay? We'll get to that. Either Dylan Gabriel's got to – you're not going to overthrow him. So well, underthrow him either so what you can't have happen are these guys that are running wide open you can't miss on them or running across the middle and you throw it high you can't have that at least get it in the ballpark hey it's it's the same and when i say same issue when they when levy calls a play and dylan gabriel knows to pump fake and then he's got a guy in the corner wide open he never has missed those really the problem is when he scrambles out and he had Jaden gibson and he underthrows it it's the decision making when he's forced out when he when the thing that's supposed to happen isn't there, that's when he struggled. And that's my only concern. And, guys, you do not win championships. You do not win championships if the quarterback can't make those plays because there's games when you are pushed out of the pocket and you've got to create on your own. And, frankly, that's when he struggles. Okay? That's all That's all I would say to that. But, Traber, I know you are going to say something. So, uh, one of the bright sides I thought was on the offense where Gavin Freeman, he's just, he had a great spring game. with his, his route running was great. His hands were great. I, I feel like Gavin Freeman, he would be just one of those great safety valves for the offense. That's a great point because they were always throwing to him when things would collapse. They'd look for Gavin Freeman. I mean, three or seven yards and a touchdown. It was definitely a really good game from uh, Freeman. Yeah. Jackson. Uh, I was going to say, I actually had him as my spring game MVP, Brody, on the offensive side of the ball. But, yeah, it was just Dylan Gabriel, man, it's the same issues. If, whether it was the underthrow or the overthrow to Bunkley Shelton in the second row in the end zone. Like, I like, was there, but he's got to try to put a little more touch on that. He just, like, rocketed in there. It's like there was no sense of touch or anything. Stogner's another guy that's going to be a safety valve. Stogner's going to be a great safety valve for Gabriel. Year, right? yeah, we saw it last year with uh, Braden Willis. Yeah, tight end was Dylan's go-to guy pretty much. I think for a good chunk of the season, Braden Willis had the most receptions on the team. It kind of died down at some point, and you can expect a veteran like Stogner to have that same impact. Guys, I mean, talking about and, the receivers, the leading receiver in the spring game was – DJ Graham, they only caught two balls. I he was, made two really good plays. The, the two really, really good, good plays. It was an underthrown ball by Bevel. It got there, but he showed good ball skills, and he went and got the ball. And then the one, I mean, granted, the spin move he did. After the catch. It was a great spin move. I don't know the name of the corner he did, Don, but, I mean, he hit him with a nice little spin move, and it was, I wish he would have scored on it. But, I mean, if he's the type of guy, the way I see it with the receivers, is you got Jalil Farouk, Drake Stoops. Uh, Andrew Anthony, who we didn't see too much. I mean, he didn't do too much. L.B. Bunkley-Shelton, you know, he was open a couple times. He seems like he can run, you know, he'll be a solid receiver. And then Gavin Freeman. And then possibly, I mean, Nick Anderson or D.J. Graham. D.J. Graham obviously probably still has a little bit of ways to go. And then Nick Anderson didn't didn't play in the spring game because of a hammy. So it just seems like, especially with Anderson, it's just been one issue after another. And, we need to and what done. about the guys coming yeah. in, Brody? There's Even another today. one. Uh, there's there's another Thompson one, too. Committed. Transfer from Texas, this kid is going to be special. Uh, I saw a tweet. I think it was – was it John Hoover who said that, uh, for reference, his uh, – Brendan Dude, Thompson. Parker Thune. Okay, Parker Thune. Yeah, Parker Thune retweeted something. Uh, for reference, uh, Thompson's personal 100-meter uh, record is 10.18. That is faster than Tyreek Hill. Like, that's that's I mean, going to play. Jeremy, Jeremy has a track. Sawchuck's PR is 10.6200 meters. Yeah, yeah Jeremy, how fast is 10.18? I think 10.5 won the state meet last year. But, hey, it, it doesn't matter. You don't need a reference. You already got one. Tyreek Hill, do we need to say anything else? There's your reference. Guys, 
I'm the one that said I'm not no gonna, way he's going to see the field. I've been saying there's no way he's going to see the field, but I guess he's, there's no way he can't see the field if you're that fast. Kick return. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be. Reverses. A reverse. Reverse, yeah. Jet, hey, instead of using Drake Seuss and Jet Sweeps, you can use him. Guys, listen. We all know Levy's offense last year. He likes to get matchups, right? There is no way if you put him on the field and just say run a fly route, they're going to have to put a safety back. There's nobody that's going to cover him. The problem him, is, period. Well, that is, can DG get it there? That's, you might have to put Arnold in on that series. No, hey, but he bring, brings up which a brings a question. No, no. Hey, no which, brings, no, which, which brings up a question, guys. And I'm going to say it right now on April 24th. I said it. I think there's zero – and, Jackson, uncover your eyes for this, okay? There's zero chance that they don't have a package for Jackson Arnold where he can run the ball or something. I agree. He'll play in every game, and I think each game they'll give him a little bit more. You can't just have the dude in a situation where, say, Dylan Gabriel goes down, now Jackson Arnold's playing in the Red River rivalry with yeah. no experience. Hey, they're going to get him into the game, and it's going to be in meaningful situations. And, and you're right probably a little bit about that because – just go look at the history of Dylan Gabriel's career. Has he made it through a season without an injury? No. Maybe one. Maybe I'm, one. I'm just thinking the Belldozer with I'm Jackson Arnold who can throw the ball. Yeah, we, we did the same thing with Chandler Morris uh, in 2020 with Rattler. We had that package for Morris. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people compare this to Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler, but this is a, a completely different situation because of the truth of the matter is – Dylan Gabriel this past season was a better QB than Spencer Rattler was either. It was two years ago. You, I don't agree with that. I don't know about that. I wonder. Jackson, what? Say that again. A lot of people compare this to the Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler situation, right? We've heard that where Jackson Arnold will come in and overtake as a starter as a true freshman. But the fact of the matter is that Dylan Gabriel was a better QB than Spencer Rattler was either of his two years. That he one went six and five, one won a Big 12 championship. Well, the end of that year, Rattler was pretty hot. I, I remember going to the Big 12. That's why he was the favorite for the Heisman the next year. But his ball coach left him. Stats speak for itself. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, please. Okay, they, they speak for themselves, Jackson. Stats do. Well, guess what? Spencer Rattler's freshman year, they had the number 28, 28th ranked defense in the country. Give that to Dylan Gabriel. This team's in the Big 12 championship last yeah, year. Yeah, Hunter and Jeremy, are you thinking, can OU win the Big 12 championship with Dylan Gabriel this year? Yes. Yes, they can this they year. Can. And, and honestly, not very good. I, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right in front of me. If they don't, that's honestly a disappointment. If they're not even at least there. You have six non-conference games this year. That's six yeah. guaranteed wins. Guaranteed the wild. It has tell me, to tell me, that's tell me who the you're, best defense Gabriel's going to play. You're playing SMU. You're playing Tulsa. You're playing Cincinnati. You're playing UCF. You're playing Kansas. Like tell you me a top defense. Almost take with Alan Bowman. Let's be honest. Yeah. that's, that's yeah. a low team. Uh, tell me a good defense in the league. Kansas, Texas TCU. K-State yeah. and TCU are the only two I can think of. Texas is really good. They're going to be top three. They lost Gary Patterson, so. That, right, that exactly. He didn't call their defense. Hey, let's talk uh, about the running. He called more than you Yes, think. he did. Hey, yes. Mr. Holland opening called a lot of it. Hey, let's talk. move on to the running backs for a bit. So, obviously, Barnes didn't play. Sawchuck got a little bit of time. He didn't want to play um, too much. Smothers and Hicks played a little bit. I do think one of those guys will redshirt between Smothers and Hicks. I don't know which one, but I think I one think of them both will. may both may. I don't know if they can afford they both don't have those. for that. But yeah, guys, I mean, one of them though. Tawi Walker led the team in, in rushing yards, and honestly, I feel crazy saying this. I know Jeremy's already shaking his head, but I think he will have a role on this team, whether it be oh just my. whether it be just fourth and situations, and you're going, oh my gosh, whether it be you know. For, the goal line on uh, one inch, you put them in. We saw – I mean, it's hard to bring them down. I do think they'll use them in short yard situations. Yeah. Uh, maybe. The dude is what, like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, five, like 220. Hey, who do you think is going to be the third running back then? Barnes, Solchuk, and who? Major. Major. I would think Major. but If, if Major's they, healthy, he's got to be in. And Major Mothers. He held back their most deadly offensive weapon 
five or what is he five six? Chapman McCown was hurt. Hey, what happened to the transfer? Four star last year. Emeka Megway. Yeah. He's hurt. Is he hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of injuries or anything, why did Nick Anderson not play? Did he have hamstring? Hamstring. Okay. Okay. He's the problem is he's always hurt, it seems like. We yeah, he has that. It's just the Anderson. Anderson uh, blood, dude. It's a parable, like it's a curse, really, because they're so highly talented. That entire family is. And the injuries are just they are more Rodney often. would be in the league up. right now if it wasn't for it. Rodney Anderson is the best running back uh that never he's won. the best one I've watched since eight. That never years. was like that. Uh, he had the potential to be even better than Adrian Peterson. Peterson at OU? Yes. Okay. Joe Mixon was great, too. Well, and we ran into Nick Anderson walking into yeah. the spring game. And that's another dude that you stand next and to. Him. Like, he chased him down for the picture, too. He chased down Arnold and Bowen. But, I mean, yeah. you, you like, look at Nick Anderson. That dude's really big for a wide receiver, too. So He's great. We didn't get his picture with Anderson. Hey, no, I got a quote. Y'all, y'all got your picture with Anderson while I was getting Peyton Bowen and Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. why I did I'm going to ask y'all a question. I want y'all to answer. Your biggest concern for the upcoming season, Brady. Jackson, I'm going to start with you. Biggest concern area. Interior offensive line depth. <laughs> okay. Traver? The trenches. Trave. Uh, I I feel like the offensive line. Jeremy, I I want to say the offensive line is my biggest concern, but Bill Beatenbo usually, and I it's hard to say because there's been so they're depleted guys. Like yeah, if they had everyone there, I'm not sure we'd be saying this. My concern would be health then with the offensive line, but outside of that, my concern and you guys are gonna flame before it. It's if Dylan Gabriel can make the throws or not. I- Hunter? Yeah, I was going to kind of go along that of really just winning close games, but I'll go with something different. Uh, special teams. Uh, no yeah. no oh, the punter and holder position, completely new faces this year. That's yeah. my true concern. Well, yeah. you- Josh Plaster didn't impress me that much. Well, OU got very spoiled with Turk, period. The guy was automatic. He was yeah. the best punter in the country. Best, best quarterback the on the team. And the best quarterback on the team. All in one Fascinating. Hey, and Jackson, Jackson, was Mike, was Turk the best quarterback on the team last year? Yes. Because no. he, yeah, well, he, you better say yes because you hey, hey, stats hey, don't hey, lie. You hey, said stats hey, don't lie. Second best safety, too. The second best yeah. Hey, and Jay. I know you don't like what I said about Gable, you guys, but listen. Go to any team who's won a title. Third down conversions is about the number one factor on an offense. Third down conversions. And the teams that make the best third down, have the best percentage on third down conversions, usually have a quarterback that's just a game changer. That's another thing that you bring up is last year we saw so many third and longs. Almost every third down attempt, it was third and eight to third and ten pretty much every single time. So you're not making it easier on yourself trying to convert. Yeah, back back to one thing I want to talk about, this Brendan Thompson commit today, okay? And I just want to bring it up. I know he didn't play a lot at Texas his first year as a freshman. But when you got a guy with that much speed in OU's offense, the way they go quick, you bring him in and you don't sub that next play – you got a you got a big time mismatch. I mean, you're gonna be he's gonna have to be double team deep, period. So then you're gonna have the middle of the field open. I mean, there's so much you can do with a speedster. I mean, I've played not college ball, but I've played ball against fast kids, and you're you're basically you're, you're I don't want to say you're scared, but you kind of are because you can't you can't do anything about it. They're just yeah. faster than you, right? Yeah, I only have one concern with Brendan Thompson, and that is he did not participate in spring ball this year at all uh he runs track for texas so he was at track this spring that's my only true concern with him it's just when you gavin Salchuk, there was all that talk on how fast he was when he committed to ou i think he was the fastest kid in the state of colorado at the time uh i'm pretty sure 
Century Williams, who was yeah, exactly. Thune said he couldn't even keep up with him on the camera. So I wonder what Thune's going to be able to do with Brennan Thompson because uh, he's even faster, uh, faster than Tyree Kill. GoPro like on the kids. Yeah, he's hey, just hope that he's not used like OSU used Tyree Kill because they didn't use him very well. No, they didn't. Hey Jay or Brody, someone here. Does anyone have the longest play from scrimmage by OU's offense on that game on running the ball? Is that why you turned your camera off and went and looked at it? No, I went and got some nachos. But uh, hey, it was probably Dylan Gabriel's like 30. Actually, no, uh, Jackie Arnold. Green. Green. No, no, he said by a running back. By a running back. Had one at the end. It was either the Smothers run at the end. Yeah, Smothers. DG. I'm very disappointed in the stats put out by the university. Uh, I guess they were more preoccupied trying to figure out the scoring system that was. I, I hope they never do that again. That was. I did have an o, yeah. OSU fan text me. An OSU fan texted me after the game and said, typical OU defense, 84 82 yep. in the spring they game. They were all over Twitter saying, saying that too. I would have responded and said, typical OSU not even having a spring game. Yeah. No, typical OSU only concerned about OU. That, well, and that's the thing. When we talked about BV's quote at the beginning. There's OSU fans talking about what they're saying. I mean, yeah, that, that, that wasn't applied to them. That wasn't uh, – it was going to be at any other school other than USC, maybe Texas. Maybe that's where the shade hey, is I, I don't – I say this often, and you guys know my phrasing. I use this phrase often, but you put a true serum in BV, guys. The way he said that at the beginning when he called out Link – first off, he didn't do it last year. He could have. He could have made comments last year. He didn't. Here's why. I, I think if you put a true serum, here's why he didn't do it last year. He knew it. he didn't have the dudes. Oh, duh. Yeah. He this knew year? He, this year, he knows he's got the dude. Hey, yeah. he's looking at McCullough. Yeah. He's looking well, up at McCullough. Well, I mean, he knows he's got the dudes, guys. Well, there was also a thing that I talked about, too, that I wonder if it was kind of maybe a thing why Brent Venables, to, for him, it was like a $150,000 bonus maybe to get to six and a half wins, and they didn't get there. So it's kind of like Brent Venables knew. Hey, wait, real quick. We need to get uh, Sooner Surge merch that says if you put a truth serum and, and put a hey, serum merch. One yeah. thing, though, about no, that. Let's put Venable's quote on there. Hey, one thing about it, though, that bothers me, and I see this all the time. I hear it from people. And, Hunter, you may – I don't know if you said this. I don't think you have. But um, overall on a, on a team, when people say stars don't matter, that's a bunch of bull crap. Okay? Yeah. Stars do matter. Yeah, you can get three. Listen, you can have three stars that turn out to be great, but you got to have some five stars if you're wanting to compete with Georgia. Yeah, I, I've, I've said it, but more in reference to like PWOs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with you on that, but you got to have some that are five stars. Exactly. And, and we're seeing it now. You have to. Yeah. Like, and it's looking like it's going to continue that way. You look, there's a real possibility that we're going to end up with. Uh, a lot uh, on just one side of the ball. Uh, if you want to let's add talk about recruiting, let's yeah, move let's, on to recruiting. I mean, let's let's well, hold on. I'm gonna say one more thing before we move on. Okay, speaking of stars and stars matter, guys, I think it's amazing how I know uh, we had this guy on the podcast, but Eddie Radosovich, man, he's the most famous person in Norman, yeah. The dude was signing autographs. I heard he signed it to like a 10 year old girl. Too, because their parents told him to go to go and get a picture or something. That's just incredible. Oh, everyone behind where we were sitting, every time you walk back over there, they're all chanting. Hey, the also, yeah. the, the amount of hats on. Also, the amount of unofficial forty and well, Sooner Scoop merchandise I saw did, was crazy. Did you guys hear Kyler after the game? The yeah. first thing he yeah. said, he said, he said, "Where's Eddie?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they were disappointed yeah. on their post game. Uh, that they didn't bring uh, a 3X shirt for Kyler. Yeah, I heard that. Eddie to give Kyler. So. Hey, uh, stars matter, stats matter. There's two S's. Let's go S to the fourth power today. Stars. That'd be the third one. That'd no, be I'm doing two. Say two. Stars, stars <laughs> stats, and I'm going to give you two more. Size matters and speed matters. And you can – don't take that any way other, other thing when I say yeah. size matters, but – the play that Gabriel overthrew Buckley Shelton, all right, 
That was because of McCullough's size, period. Deshaun White, and I'm the biggest Deshaun White supporter. You guys know that. He didn't have it. You would throw it, easily throw it over. The, I mean, you couldn't do that with McCullough there, and it's not the only one. There's, It's clear that that is what Venables went after, was that he's got he's got that. Jeremy's that, – that He's got that size now. That's the size Jeremy's matters comment from Jeremy is about – uh, is about has that size of when we're sitting watching warm ups and Jeremy's talking about Jackson Arnold's spiral and says <laughs> he said that, that's about as tight as anything I've seen in a long time. But yeah, just just talking about recruiting. I mean, certainly uh, it was a it was a big week for uh, the students. Up, you know, a commitment from Jaden Hardy um, before, like right before the game started. I think like two hours before it started, and then. Uh, you know, got a got a couple more, uh, more rolling in here pretty soon this week, more than likely, very soon. Um, Emmett Jones already got started with, uh, you know, him get, picking up a portal commitment, and uh, he's going to have a great week this week, uh, master class of a week from Emmett Jones, and they'll probably get that started here probably tomorrow. Hey, before yeah, really- we want to go on the past seven days for Emmett Jones, it's already been great. KJ Daniels and yeah. uh, now Brennan Thompson and – well, I mean, you just talk about the past seven days for OU commits overall. You, it started off, let's see, last week on Monday. Was KJ Daniels last week on Monday? Yeah, it was last yeah, week. Javion yeah. McCollum and John Hughley, right, for basketball. And then you had uh, Isaiah Autry, Rivaldo Sorez. Brody, isn't that the correct pronunciation? And then you had Jaden Hardy. So you just talk about a great week overall for commits and – Guys, Jaden Hardy is once again, he's going to be a great ball player. He's a little bit undersized, but he fits the mold. Like I don't Rich. think he's undersized. Well, he's he's like 5'10", 5'11". So I wouldn't call him undersized, but he's not the big like. You just did call him undersized. What? Phil doesn't lie. You just called him undersized. Yes, no, but I'm saying like, okay. I'm just, that's don't lie. He, he's undersized for like CD players but he doesn't play i understand what you're saying hey me and jackson have had this conversation jackson and i okay and i want to ask you three because you haven't been on the video but and i've kind of bashed jackson a little bit when i've asked him about i'm going to give you some names okay uh nigel smith williams Munary, uh david stone xadavian sims and joseph jonna ajonia Join yet. Okay, those five. Uh, George, yeah. I've asked Jackson, how many do you think OU will get? Without him telling me his answer. Oh, he definitely said five. How many are y'all thinking? I'm going to go with two. That's what I said, two. I think Stone's going to be one of them. I agree. Yeah, we know you said five, Jackson. He's I'll say four. I, oh wow, you're go three to four is where I'd go to. Yeah, uh, you're saying so. Three Trabers. So most of y'all are saying, y'all realize if they get three of the five, and I'm I'm gonna say if one of them's not Xadavian Sims, if yeah, they get another four, listen, if the, this class will be a top two class. Oh, I think it. Right, I, honestly, I think. I mean, it uh, I agree, Jay. Hey, forty percent. If you go two out of five, you're at what forty percent of those. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not good at math, but hey, forty percent is off. Heck of a lot better than zero percent. What yeah. they've been getting on the five star interior lineman. Well, we've seen five stars at Saturday when we saw Peyton Bowen and PJ Adabari, whatever. But let's they needed they needed Gerald McCoy. That's what they need. They got to get one or two of them. I mean, you're yeah. going to the SEC guys. It's totally I'm hoping different. Grayson Halton can become one of those, but he's not the size like those guys. Well, yeah. five star defensive lineman in the middle. Well, and yeah. what star was Halton? Three to three, four. Three four. to four. Well, it's a low four. Who's our top – who is our top ranked defensive lineman right now? Stone. Derek, no, Derek, currently Derek on the roster. Derek LeBlanc. Derek LeBlanc. I think he's going to play this year. No. Maybe a little bit. He might redshirt. I hey, back I to recruiting. Hunter, how would you rank those five? <laughs> on what? On on your your how would you rank him as best to one to five? You didn't ask me this question, Jay. Uh, Sims is, Sims is five. We know that. Yeah, uh, Sims is actually one thousand, but uh, 
That, that's I don't need to waste my time talking. Who's your about top two out of that? Uh, I, so I guess I'm going to go one A, one B of David Stone and Williams Nawari, but I, I can't rank those Same. separately. Uh, you look every uh, site has them pretty much in the top ten or just outside of it. One will have them as their number one. The other one will have them for defensive linemen, so they're interchangeable. Then I'm going to go Nigel Smith at three. And uh, is it a, how do you say it, Brody? Jonah Ajoinye. Jonah Ajoinye at four. What about you, Jackson? I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you and probably do the same thing, 1A, 1B with those. I, I, would do, I do the same thing. Me, C1, I think it's Stone. I just think Stone – he has the chance, if he develops right, to be a generational defensive tackle prospect. There's not really – I mean, who's the guy that's coming on the interior of the defensive line? <laughs> Keep doing it, Brody. That's That's been as highly rated as him. I mean, you talk about Jalen Carter in this year's NFL draft. Well, okay, there was David Hicks, but you go back down the past couple of years, there's no one that's been as good as them two on the interior defensive line. Yeah. yeah. And, and, well, every every national championship team has to have that guy. They yeah. have to. Yeah. That you yeah. cannot win a national championship without that hoss in the middle. I don't – can you guys remember a team that won one without it? I would say maybe LSU, but I think they had some pretty good interior talent. Yeah, they did. That's the only one that I can't remember. I'm thinking maybe the year was Oregon-Auburn, but Auburn had some dudes. Exactly. Like, you and gotta- then I'll go with Williams-Winary, too. I would actually go Joseph-Jonah. Is it – I've heard a Jonye, I've heard a Joinye, however you want to say it. At three, I would have Nigel Smith at four and Tim's at five. Yeah, uh, you know, talking about we mentioned Emmett Jones' masterclass coming this week. Uh, I would uh, expect him to get another one here in the next couple hours, next 24, the next 24 to 48 hours. And Hunter, uh, you know, just kind of stuff, uh, you know, you watched uh, uh, Kearney's film. Uh, what did you think about his game, and what do you think the Sooners will be getting in, in Zion Kearney? Uh, one, his biggest thing that impressed me is his frame. He's 6'3", 195 in high school, a junior in high school. That's a good frame for a junior. He's playing 6A ball in Texas, and really his ability to turn on the burners. I've watched a few tunnel screens where he's running in, catches it, he cuts, he goes from the inside hash to the sideline, and he's gone. It was a 78-yard touchdown, one of them. Uh, watching him return the ball, he's one. Again, I cannot stand starters returning kicks. It's just injuries waiting to happen. That's why in the next 10 years, kickoffs will be outlawed in football, in college and professional ball. Uh, but he's able to hesitate. He's able to let the holes open and then find his way through them. He's quick. He's able to cut. And really, like, watching him run post routes even, uh, he's able to split both safeties. Every time I watched him run a a post, uh, he had the safeties burnt. Now, a couple times I think he might have got caught. But, again, he's able to find the open field. So, I'm really excited on him. And then Bryant Wesco, he's the number one. uh, Is he number one for 247's top 247 on wide receivers? Where is he ranked? Ninth overall, third. So ninth overall. I'll tell you the player comparison for that kid. It's CD Lamb. Now I now I'm not saying he's gonna be in CD Lamb, but when you watch him, I see a lot of CD Lamb. Well that physical. Yeah, he's that physical. And whenever he just like he's so good across the middle of the field that but it's just like whenever he knows he gets the ball, he knows where he's gonna go and he's gonna make find a way to get out of it, just like CeeDee Lamb did so many times. And, and so back with Kearney, uh, Jay, what's the most important thing for a receiver to do when they're not getting the ball? Block. Yep. Yeah, and that dude can block. I uh, His huddle highlights, he had quite a few pancakes. And even just like on a jump ball in the red zone, uh, he's not trying to make a move around the receiver. He's going to attack you. And that three yards you're allowed to make contact, he's running right at you. And going to body you and then going to make a catch on you. Like, uh, I'm really excited on uh, Kearney. Yeah, and, and with Kearney getting that, I mean, uh, I think in the next 48 hours, Emmett Jones will be wrapped up with his wide receiver uh, recruiting for the hey, uh, 
2024 cycle, and then he'll probably get another one for the 2025 on May 1st, uh, more than likely. That he will pick up that one on May 1st. So Emmett Jones has definitely done an outstanding job uh, recruiting so far. I don't want to get off get off the recruiting because you guys are talking about and doing some good stuff, but it just makes me think with what you talked about with Wesco with the C.D. Lamb comparison. No one on the team we have this – Nick Anderson is that guy to me. He's the physical guy. If you're a defense in the SEC, you got good corners. You could bump these guys at OU. I mean, you could put bump and run on these guys. And I'm outside maybe Farouk, but he doesn't even show that he's that physical. I mean, Nick Anderson to me would be the guy, but I'm just thinking to defend this group of receivers, we don't have maybe that physical guy like we had in Lamb where if you got bumped up the line, Lamb would just he, – he would put a move and put some physicalness on you. I don't know who that guy is this year outside of Nick Anderson. Sounds like Wesco could be something like and, that. And that's what – Emmett Jones is using his offers uh, carefully. Uh, he's getting – Gonna get Lesko and Kearney here, and he's he's doing that for a reason. Then he has KJ Daniels, a lower guy, but just as fast as fast gets. Uh, and because he knows that the SEC, you're not gonna be able to win unless you have those receivers that are gonna be able to handle the corners that are gonna push you to your limits every single play. And you need multiple of them. You can't only have one receiver like that because then. We, we see it constantly. Last year was the perfect example on the defensive side of the ball. They can't be in there every single snap. They can't. If, if you want to leave people in there every single snap, their level of play is going to go down significantly. You can't do it, especially in the SEC. Yeah, and recruiting-wise, Xavier Robinson announced his uh, commitment date on uh, the 10th of May. Uh, that's going to be DeMarco Murray's first get in the 2024 class. So he'll be getting involved uh, with that one. I think his top three is uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and OU. But, uh, uh, you know, been told Oklahoma is in a really good spot yeah. uh, for Xavier Robinson. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it should yeah. be a big recruiting week. You're going to see uh, likely Kearney here the next couple of, yeah. uh, next couple of days, and then you'll see Grayson Harris first, and then Robinson on the 10th. Yeah, and also give you another name to watch out for in 2025, wide receiver Andrew Marsh. He's a five-star in the 24-7 composite rankings, number 65 overall, actually on 24-7. Uh, out of Katie, Katie Jordan, I think is the name of the high school, not Katie, Texas. I think it's called Katie Jordan. I could be wrong on that, though. But that that's another kid that, you know, with Kevin Sperry already being in the boat, 2025 has a chance to fill up in some spots. Hey, real quick, by the end of the summer, I mean, you could see both Grayson Harris and Andrew Marsh committed. So that's the hey, name I wrote. Jackson, I think you talked. To, who's the guy you mentioned running? Because we don't, you know, Durham. I know everyone saw the Fong to LSU don't, today. I, I'm that, not really no, believing it. No, Durham, Durham to LSU, you do not need to. I'm not. But what I'm asking yet. is, who is the guy that just dropped his top five running back? Taylor Tatum. That that that's a name that OU's quietly been been involved for for a while. We've heard that. I believe Texas is the leader there right now. But I would just watch for OU because. Really, things have been quiet on the side of Tavon. But if they get Durham, that's the guy they want. Yeah, yeah. They're going to two backs plus a, a Xavier Robinson, who will be age back. Yeah, and Xavier Robinson, people will look at him like, "Why are they going to?" You're back to the limited scholarships. You only get twenty five recruits in this class. Why are you going to take a three star from Carl Albert? Because Carl Albert, they've won seventeen state championships in five A. They've had some of the best running backs in the state of Oklahoma history come out of Carl Albert, and that dude broke the single-season rushing record last year. He's an absolute unit. He's a guy that you get him in a college strength program, he's going to be special. Yeah, so definitely a big couple next couple weeks uh, coming for uh, Oklahoma recruiting. Again, if you uh, go to searchsportsnetwork.com, will be one of the first people to get the audio or the articles out once we get commits and once they, they commit to Oklahoma. And then we just got all kinds of spring game content on there right now. But, yeah, just been a solid week recruiting. Mentioned uh, they've uh, picked up some commits recently and they're going to have some here in the next couple hours. Hey, and you said like, it's just like you guys said, if OU's able to get two or three of these presumptively – Five to start these five defensive linemen that they're in the lead for. If they can even land three, talking about our top three, 
class in the country. And it's crazy to think that even coming off of a six and seven season, they were able to be number four last year and have a chance to be in the top three this year. And I expect a 10 and two season this year. So you talk about 2025 in the SEC. Could OU push for number one in 2025? Yeah, I think they can. So, I mean, for sure. Well, guys, I think that's all we have for tonight. If you haven't, just wait, wait, wait. What you got to talk about a little bit of baseball. Yeah. yeah. OU swept Texas. I mean, we cannot skip over that. I mean, they swept Texas. That's never happened. Am I right? Yeah, first sweep in program history in Austin. Last time they swept <laughs> Texas was 1998. Hunter, uh, has anyone ever swept Texas? What? Has anybody ever swept Texas? Yeah. Yeah, they've been swept. Oh, you, oh, yeah, OU has it since 98. Did you see the Texas coach rant? The, what year was that from? I don't know. It, it looked – it was within the last 10 years, I think. Hey, I don't follow baseball like Hunter does and Brody does, uh, but I know you guys follow it pretty well. I'm, I'm, I've been watching more softball, but I will say this. It does feel like deja vu. Like this is almost to the T what happened last no, year. No, you got it. You yes. got it. Now, if they do that, I'm talking the timing of it, Jay. If they do it next weekend, I'm agreeing with you. But I can't yeah. go one year. Yeah, and then in large part, they did this. We talked about it in the last pod that the bullpen, the, the the bullpen was struggling, but uh, uh, they had the Big Twelve Pitcher of the Week. Um, yeah, Carter Campbell went in the first one of the year for a Sooner as Pitcher of the Week, eight and two thirds innings. Uh, he was six innings of scoreless baseball against Texas. Uh, closed out both. Game one and game two, both tight games. You have to have a good inning, a good outings from your bullpen. Campbell took care of business both days. Uh, really, I, I said last week that it was this team's looking like they're going to have to win the Big 12 to have a chance of making the tournament. And now you look at the RPI, they're ranked 49th. You got to be in that top 64, really. Uh, Want to be in that top 50, and they're there. So if they can. Oh, and they're, they're playing yeah. well. One of their better players is about to come back to the team here pretty soon. And yeah, Easton Carmichael should be back this week. I'll be a little concerned. That means he would have a setback if he is not. Uh, tomorrow, scheduled to play ORU. Uh, don't think that one will happen. Uh, range expected across the state. So uh, if we do play it, it's one you really need to win at this point because now we're back into a position where the midweek – truly matters again you can't be dropping those games and just this weekend we went into the series against texas after getting killed by oklahoma state that was just embarrassing really you jump out to an early 3-0 lead and then you're killed and you go into austin and sweep them so now you got another series with kansas this weekend you have to win that you have to sweep them uh you can't just win that series you have to sweep kansas well, you have to – here's my thing. Going for the rest of the year, you can't get swept, and you have to win the series. If yeah. you win the rest of your series, you're locked. Yeah, and Will, Will Carston also pitched. Yeah, Will Carston was. Look at that, Jeremy. You say no? Will Carston came out of the – yeah, like, Jeremy, that's no doubt. If they win the rest of their series, they're locked. I'm not – just by yeah. winning the series – Yes. Yes, they would be yes. a lock. Hey, even if they RPI. don't, even if they win no games in the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, they'd be a lock. They, their RPI would be high enough that they win the rest of their series. They would probably still have to win two. Yeah, in the tournament, that's just how it goes. Uh, I saw some pretty good teams not get an opportunity in the tournament, but again, I don't remember what teams that lost like their first game in the Big Twelve tournament, like K State, who I think won one what their RPI was last year. I don't remember. So I think it was more of a, their RPI wasn't there, even though they were a solid team. It just wasn't there. And really D one baseball is starting to like OU again. And they've liked them all year. That hasn't been a thing that they've denied. Uh, Aaron Fitz said it. It's just the inconsistency. You can't go from sweeping Texas to, losing the series to Kansas. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but things like that have happened this year. We lost to Cal Baptist to open the season. You lost the game to Rutgers. You lost 
games that you shouldn't have lost. You've lost midweeks more times than not, it seems like. I don't know if that's not. Uh, you got to be able to win those games that you should win. And, again, last year they were looking like this team is going to have to win the tournament to make the tournament. And then they just heated up. And I said it last week, that was going to be the case to win the Big 12 to have a chance or to go to the NCAA tournament. And now you sweep Texas. So, and Texas is a great team. They're the 14th ranked team in the country at one point. After a four and seven start, they pulled off 16 in a row. Uh, it, so that it's not like you're playing a bad team. You're playing a really good team on the road. Well, and, and I'm sorry, he just ripped one right next to me. But another <laughs> another thing to notice, <laughs> Oklahoma has they they've really figured out who their top three pitchers are these past yeah. few weeks. They're, they're weakened guys, and uh, that's been big. And then you know Carter Campbell did really well out of the pen. This week, and then you get uh, who was it? Will Carson who gave him. Yeah, that's what I really like. Is I was a little concerned on Will Carson because we've he's been one that he'll be great at times and other times not great. So uh, yeah, I'm just gonna ignore you guys right now. Uh, yeah, ignore me. In game two of the doubleheader, he's seven strikeouts. Uh, I mean, he held on to a one run game, so. You really like to see that because you're, again, at this point, because come the tournament, all you have to have is three guys. OU went a long way with three starters, and now they already have their three picked out, and you're seeing Carson kind of shift into that bullpen role, uh, at least for the weekend. He might be a guy that could start a midweek. And then Kale Davis is in the bullpen, but again, when are we going to see him again? We didn't see him all weekend, and I couldn't believe that. I thought he was going to get the nod in game three for the sweep and Skip picked Will Carson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking about softball, too, they they swept uh, in, in Waco. I mean, it's just like the – I mean, what is the shirts that Sooner Scoop sells? Run, roll, sleep. Check out the pod, softball pod. Got all the breakdown of it. What's that? I said, yeah, yeah, check out the softball pod. We got the breakdown of the three games. Hey, all I got to say about softball is the pitching is unreal. I mean, it is ridiculous. What else is unreal is the Louis double down burger. I'm just yeah. going to say, Louis, Louis is legit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I promise now, Brody, how was the burger? <laughs> the burger was, it was pretty good. It, it, was, hey, I, it was down into a single down, dude. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised that the cow didn't come alive because it, it sure got CPR at that point. <laughs> hey, we got to talk about softball, the catcher for Baylor. What's going on? Impersonated. All right, this is it right here. Every time she'd catch it, she'd stand up. Second one, she would push it like a shot. Bit. She was actually – Jay. <laughs> hey, Jay, you know she Jay. was uh, – she was a national champion shock put thrower. I was gonna say that she was you know actually a three star recruit. I'm just what was wrong? Is something wrong with her arm? I don't know any of that. I'm just is something she wrong was with a three star shot put recruit. Was no, she really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, but it was all over Twitter talking about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. What else, guys? Anything else? It was it was good to be at the spring game with y'all and have our first Sooner surge. Yeah, right yeah. place, right time. Braden joined us. Braden, our softball guy, was there with us. It was a good time, dude. Dude, the the okay, the softball part is is a legit one at the beginning. That's good. Y'all are gonna have to watch it. Make sure find that on the YouTube only YouTube exclusive. Make sure you subscribe so you know when that's out. But yeah, it was good to to, to uh, get like uh, get all together with Sooner surge and. Like Hunters was getting ready to say, we we got there at the right time. Yeah, we walk in, we see Nick Anderson, Brody points out, Peyton Bowen and Jackson Arnold, Traver takes off to get the picture. Uh, he was the only one of the group to get a picture there. Uh, and then well, I got a selfie with Peyton, with Peyton Bowen, not with Arnold, though. Uh, and then, I mean, we got a picture with Schmitty. I would have never thought I was going to get Schmitty, a picture. dude, I know. Who is Schmitty, Bill? We, we talked yeah. to 
Speed two for a second. Yeah. Hey, Schmitty uh, could have crushed any one of you guys. Yeah, he could have. He had yeah. his arm around dude, me and his other dude, arm around Jackson. Dude, Jericho wasn't in the picture. He was hiding. Bro, Jay, who, where were you? Jay, I want to know why you have a mutual friend and you don't even bring that up to them. Like, I wouldn't say hey, they're mutual friends. I wouldn't say they're like friends, friends. Uh, I mean, I would consider somebody who gets you whatever sweet you want to be a friend, but that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah. Well, is he also, your friend, Jay? Is he not your friend? Yeah, I should have no, he's Jay's friend. He doesn't know how close he is with Schmitty. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking Jay's, about. It's one of Jay's good friends, but he doesn't know yeah, how close that guy is with Schmitty. Jay and Schmitty are like that now. We Jay. won't mention 40-yard dash. We'll move on. But uh, it, it, was, uh, it wasn't a 40. It was a 25-yard 25 25-yard dash, dash happened. Dude, he got the best dash. We can't even Change say you won. Change the name to Brogan, 40-yard dash. You didn't Jason even got, Hey, I'll admit it. Jay got the best of me in the 25-yard dash. Uh, but if it had been 26 yards, I had him beat. So we no, know I had I to beat him down. down. I was in jeans, bro. Huh. All right. Anything else, guys? Close this up. That's it. Thanks All for right, joining us. Subscribe, please. Please leave us a review. Subscribe and leave us a comment. As always, Boomer. Boomer. Boomer.